Welcome to episode 90, that's nine zero of the Clarity Compressed Podcast. My name is Paul J. Daly, and I will be your host. And today we are talking branding and personal brand and brand evangelism and what it's like to be one of the initial Apple employees and work directly for Steve Jobs with the one and only Guy Kawasaki. Clarity can only really exist in the light of truth. Branding just isn't a tactic. It's a lifestyle change. Okay, the moment of clarity today actually is the result of a song I've been listening to called The Hype by one of my favorite bands, 21 Pilots, a lot lately. So the moment of clarity is, are you believing the hype? It's the question. I was about to go speak at an event the other week, and before I went out, I was listening to the song, and it reminded me that like the hype on the good side, oh, you did a good job, you're doing a really good job. Or on the bad side, which is you didn't do a good job, and I don't care what you're saying, if you pay too much attention to the hype on either one of those sides, it's going to mess up your actual insight, who you actually are. Don't believe the hype. It'll allow you to focus on the next steps and make sure they're the right steps and the steps that you want to take and the life and the person that you want to be and know you should be. So that's the moment of clarity today. Don't believe the hype. I'm so excited for what he's going to show me. Hurry up and show me Paul's pick. What's up, Clarity Compressed Podcast? I'm hijacking Paul's pick this week because I want to tell you about the Brand is Gravity workshop we're about to launch. I always hear companies and talk to executives and marketing managers and sole proprietors that um, don't know what to do next when it comes to brand development or company culture. And frankly, our agency is expensive to work with and there's only so much of my time to go around. I wanted to create something so that more of you could engage with me and could engage with my agency. So we developed the Brand is Gravity workshop. It is a digital workshop that we shot. We made it fun and engaging to teach you about brand, to teach you how to integrate brand in your in the life of your business or if you're a personal brand or if you're a sole proprietor and you need to work on your business and not in it or if you're a marketing manager and you have a hard time getting your ideas, progressive ideas sold to the executive management, this workshop is designed for you. But again, it's coming out, brandisgravity.com. It's a workshop that I think will really bring value to you and is really a result of all the things I hear across the country on a regular basis. Yes, you heard me right. Today, I get to release an interview that I, I uh, had about two weeks ago with the one and only Guy Kawasaki. And if you've ever heard the term brand evangelist, well, guess what? Guy is the one that came up with that term. But my perception of him is that he's someone who doesn't kind of read his own press, believe his own hype. And I think you'll pick up the vibe in the interview. And this is a man who has really run the Silicon Valley gamut. And also, I would say the the modern communication, modern branding and marketing gamut. Um, I hope you enjoy this interview with the one and the only Guy Kawasaki. I would love for you to start with, and because the story is so important. Yes. Um, I saw a keynote that who you did. Who the hell am I? Yeah. Who the hell are you? I'm yeah. not, not a financial guy. I, I, want, I want that for the people who don't know who you are. So... Uh, my name is Guy Kawasaki. I'm the, currently the chief evangelist of Canva online graphics design service out of Sydney, Australia. Mercedes-Benz brand ambassador. <sighs> In my checkered past, I was Apple's evangelist and then chief evangelist. I've started a handful of companies. I've written 15 books. I give a lot of speeches. I'm like small, man. I'm everywhere. Just moving. So, yeah. So mostly people know me for my work at Apple, 
my work at Canva, my sales and marketing, you know, expertise. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into that for okay. sure. Um, you told a real interesting story and showed a photo yeah. of Steve, a young yeah. Steve Jobs. Younger. Younger yeah, Steve yeah. Jobs. That's all relative. And a whole bunch of people. Yep. And you were in the photo. Can yes. you tell us the story of the yes. photo? The story was? of the photo is taken circa 1984 in front of the Macintosh Division building. And it showed the members of the Macintosh Division. So those were the people who finished Macintosh, created and finished Macintosh. And Steve was in the front, kneeling down. The only known instance of him ever getting on his knees for anything. <laughs> and you were in the picture. I was in the and, picture. And you said you had a regret. Well, I wish I stood in the front of that picture. I mean, but my even bigger regret is why I left Apple twice. Because <laughs> to tell it, to, people are going to want to know about that. Well, so, it was just a dumbass move twice. I mean, like, why did you leave the first time? Uh, first time I left to start a company. The second time I what left, company was it? Uh, that was ACIUS. It was a Macintosh relational database company. Okay. So second time I left, it was to start Garage.com, which is a venture capital investment bank. And then after that, Steve offered me a job, and I turned him down. What so, part? What part of the Apple story was that? What you mean? Like what, when he offered you the job the third time that you declined? Where were they right, in the life cycle? It was right after he had come back. I think you know, maybe a year or two after the the colorful iMacs were introduced. So it was not yet a trillion dollar company, but it was, you know, hardly at risk at that point. Why'd you say no? That's dumbass. I figure those three moves probably cost me 250 million bucks. So at which point we would definitely not be here talking. We would not be here talking. No. If, you know, we would be dead. we'd be in a sound studio. Right. <laughs> we'd have people <laughs> instead of a conference center in Boston. You'd have people. Right. You'd have people. We'd have a whole freaking catering truck out there just for us. <laughs> yeah, it would be different. Well, what are you uh, excited about in this this day and age in your life? What, what are the things <laughs> excited about car gurus? <laughs> As the car gurus representative is like doing high fives, backflips. Yeah. So uh Canva's doing extremely well. Mm -hmm. Canva, we have 20 million active users. Last month, we made 110 million images. Um, can you can you tell the listeners about Canva? Because I know that if do you know a lot of our you, do you use it? Oh, Pat, we Canva users. He does all that stuff. Oh yeah, he so put a Canva hand on the spot. Is, Pat, you better say yes. Yeah, Canva is an <laughs> online graphics design service, and basically, we've had you know really knock on wood, great success. Uh, we've kind of created templates for all the major design types, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, podcast covers, book covers, Kindle covers, flyers, presentations, everything. Everything you possibly can think of in terms of graphics, we already have templates for. So rather than having to really learn a graphics tool like Photoshop, just come to Canva, you say, I want to make an Instagram post, we give you 200 samples, you pick one, change the text, put in your photo, and I swear, in the time it takes to boot Photoshop, you can finish a graphic in Canva. And so I know that a lot of the listeners and viewers of the podcast, this is going to be actually really valuable, so we'll be sure to link it up. Please and, do. And be sure to actually have a t-shirt to make on Canva. Yeah, that's true. Thankfully. That's this, true. 
The only keynote speaker I have ever seen Who that at the something? end of his keynote said, I have something for everybody. I mean, aside from like Oprah, right? <laughs> Look under your chair. You so get there's, there's a Oprah and this guy. Right? A guy is, well, she's never given me anything. So you're above. <laughs> I'm above Oprah. Yeah, you're, and you're you're above- in- so today, talking about some of the things that you spoke about today at the conference, this element of enchantment yes. in the customer experience or for any business that is trying to win customers. You it, you gave a great story about Richard Branson yes. and how you became a virgin, um, how you became a virgin customer. How I became a virgin? You don't yeah. become a virgin. That, you lose your virginity. But, but if you, you did go back, you'd be <laughs> even more popular than you are. Even but, more virginal. <laughs> um, so uh, Richard and I were in Moscow together for speech. This is before, you know, Moscow was trying to bring us down. But anyway, so um, <laughs> we were together. In That's Moscow. another podcast. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to like cut that. Um, <laughs> Only if you want me to. No, it's, I don't know. I don't think Trump will be listening to this. So um, pretty sure not. So I was in Russia and he was there at the same event and he asked me if I flew on Virgin. And I said, no, I only fly United. And he got that on his knees and started polishing my shoes. With? His jacket. And so that's why I fly Virgin. And so that became an illustration that you used today. Yes. It was of being likable and humble and doing whatever it takes. Um, There's an interesting thing that you brought up. You said being likable isn't the same as being trustworthy. Is yes. that was that yeah. what it was? I mean, you can like a celebrity, right? right? You said Charlie Sheen, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not leaving my kids with him, right? <laughs> I would. <laughs> but we we've talked before on the show about you know car dealer advertising sometimes can get very top of mind oriented, and so much so that we have dealers that make themselves a local celebrity. Like, yes. oh, he's yes, he's yes, yes. he's a nice guy. I like him, right? If if we're in the restaurant, I'm gonna be looking. Yeah. Maybe I want a selfie. Does it work? But that doesn't mean you trust that him. I trust him or that I want to buy a car from him. But I I don't know. You know, I don't know if. Well, maybe that works. Maybe you know they now know that it's you know Cal Huffington, and you go. What to do the they Cal really Huffington know? Huffington dealers. What I, do they I really don't know. That he maybe, sells cars. Well, so <laughs> one way of looking at it is. It can't possibly work. Or in other words, you know, if he's been doing it for 20 years and he owns 10 dealerships. Try I mean, telling him it doesn't yeah, work. Right? If he's worth 100 million bucks, so who the hell are we, man? Yeah. I mean, like, come on down. Guy Kawasaki, Honda. Yeah. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Guy Kawasaki, Honda. That's really funny, especially yeah, okay. if you're a motorcycle yeah, dealer. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, but when you build a brand... Right, and you talk about brand building, your mm-hmm. brand ambassador, an evangelist for brand, which is a term that um, probably people don't sling around too lightly. But probably brand evangelist. There's probably an element of like not really knowing what that means, and that's probably ends up being really good it's for good, you. Yeah. Um, well, there you, was Jesus before me, but yeah, it was the brand. It was kind of he was the brand. I yeah, think well, there was a two thousand year gap. But yeah. <laughs> so what is what is your perspective of a brand evangelist and what what that should mean for me? Um, you know, first of all. I think a lot of people are trying to create a personal brand. Mm-hmm. I think that's total bullshit. Why? That Well, when you get it in your mind that you want to create a personal brand, it means you're going down the path of like narcissism. And I, I don't, I don't know Elon Musk, but I, you know, I sort of knew Steve Jobs. I don't know if I was in his inner circle, but I don't think that Elon Musk or Steve Jobs ever, Ever sits down and said, 
how do I make the Steve Jobs brand? Right. You know, I refuse to believe that conversation. He was just Steve Jobs Yeah, he was every just day. Steve Jobs, and his brand was his brand. Mm-hmm. And so these people who say, oh, I want to work on my personal brand. I want to make myself a thought leader, a guru, you know, that. I want to write a book to position myself. I'm going to make speech, you know, all that. It's all total, but did I say the wrong thing? <laughs> no, no, I'm just laughing because everyone that knows this podcast oh. knows that I'm building a personal brand, oh. and I just wrote a book. Okay, well, no, I, I appreciate it. No, um, <laughs> no you're not. You're I'm not. Saying, I appreciate the conversation. <laughs> I'm saying that, you know, personal brand is a result of what you do in your real job. It's who you really are. Yes, as opposed to this is the thing I'm going to manufacture. So I I can tell you, I don't really spend a lot of time thinking about my personal brand. I just am what I am. Yep. You may not like what I stand for, but mm-hmm. it's not because I'm crafting like, oh, you know, I'm going to position. It's good for the brand. Is this slightly, bad for yeah. me? No, I, I agree with that. And no, that mean, doesn't mean that I, I say, okay, you know, I'm just going to be a bad guy, right? I'm, but, cog- I'm cognizant of the example that I set for my kids and for, you know, God knows who might be influenced by what mm-hmm. I do. But I'm not thinking, oh, I'm going to position myself as a thought leader. I'm going right. to write a white paper. I think it's the dark side. <laughs> it's the dark side of yeah. positioning. We see people like renting Lamborghinis and, and sitting, standing in front of private jets, right? They're building out this image or the yes. montage. Well, I think that personal brand and the word reputation, like in their pure yeah. form, well, can really be juxtaposed because yeah. we often do things because we know it will affect our reputation one way or another, right? And in a purest sense, we just go and we live, that. right? Yeah. Steve Jobs just is who he is, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? I just go and do what I do. I want to just be who I am. And when that is introduced into the marketplace, we've now coined it at Personal Brand and Instagram and social yeah, media yeah, has yeah. allowed us to be our own PR agent. And so I think there are a big sliding scale as far as that, but with thought leadership, you can't establish yourself as a thought leader by saying, I'm going to be a yeah, thought leader. leader yeah. No, you have to actually by def- like- By definition, if you say that, you're a loser. You're not. You're the a se- loser. The second someone has that in their yeah. LinkedIn profile, I'm already like, "Yeah, no, you're that's not. That's a good, that's true. You're that's not. True. You look at people's LinkedIn profile and it says, I'm a thought leader or a guru or whatever. It means I am a loser. You're like you're right. holding a freaking signing in front of your head. Aspiring to loser. get your money is yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Trust me, because no one else yet has. <laughs> Let's go walk over hot coals together. You said you said something today um, that I think is at the heart of a lot of business people with families or a lot of professionals with families. And I think the line between personal and professional um, as an employer is is kind of useless in a lot of senses. I mean, my as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, yeah. Um, because I've my business life for the last almost twenty years has been caring about people mm-hmm. and having that be the reason that people stay, not because they're passionate about, you know, dying a carpet on a kind of reconditioning business. And I said, yeah. if anyone tells you they're passionate about dying a car from gray to dark or gray in a Buffalo winter, they're just lying. I had that right on our uh, homepage. I would, I would push back on that. Please do. Well, I mean, you know, maybe you love carpets and maybe carpet is your art. You know, you're, your creative expression. I who are we to judge? I would love to find that person. You never know. Who who are we to judge? I didn't attract any of those people with that statement. Well, I attracted well, the people who were like, you're right. I don't think that that's great. But what I do... Yeah, <laughs> you or I or anybody, we, we should not be judging those people. If, if somebody, I don't know, like, you know, if you watch Andrew Zimmerman Bizarre Foods or something, and, you know, this guy makes the absolute freaking best <laughs> pod tie, who are we to judge that? Pad Thai is not his art form or her art form. This is a good point. I mean, so uh, compared to what? I mean, 
so you have a great Instagram feed. So you might be the asshole. You have this great Instagram feed and you're showing yourself, oh, look at me in the private jet. Oh, look <laughs> yeah. at me in front of, you, you know, probably are. Yeah, look at me actually. falling off the cliff. Look at me, you know, here <laughs> I am Living my the best airport. life now, right, right. right? You're the asshole. I would rather deal with someone who's dedicated his life to being the best carpet dyer. That's kind of interesting, actually. Going, thinking about what you, what your perspective is on entrepreneurship in America. Mm. There's a, it's become a buzzword. Um, yeah. My perspective is that in some cases it creates the wrong thing because of perception that like people, Oh, I want to be an entrepreneur because it's cool. Right. And they're now, mm-hmm. there's the kind of enough rope to hang yourself in the market right now. Mm-hmm. There's financing. And all this. What's your perspective on the entrepreneurship culture in the U S at this point? Well, it's hard to judge an entire culture. I mean, there's so many different facets of culture, right? So uh, at one end we have the, you know, person who worked for Goldman Sachs for a summer investment banker who now thinks they're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg, right? At the other extreme, there are two guys in a garage, two gals in a garage, guy and a gal in a garage living off ramen, and they're trying to create the next great thing. Well, guess which one I like. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so I I don't think we can just paint the whole thing Mm -hmm. in one way. Uh, But uh, I, I thank God that there are dreamers well, both kind of dreamers, mm-hmm. DACA and dreamers, dreamers. So, you know, it takes a lot of monkeys pounding on keyboards to come up with <laughs> Beethoven. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's true. So we, it's a lot of big numbers. We need big numbers. And luckily, I think now there are bigger numbers because it's easier and faster and cheaper to start a company than it was mm-hmm. before. So we've democratized entrepreneurship. Good news, more entrepreneurs. Bad news is more failure. But I think... That's just the way it is. Yeah. So it's better than, you know, you had to be in the right country club to get venture capital. Mm-hmm. So That's true, especially this day and age. Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's funny you coming in at a point where you, people understand the value of what you know. I think I the, the, well, <laughs> at least you do a good job selling it. Um, <laughs> you're either battle, a great yeah. salesman or yeah. you're brilliant. Or both. <laughs> or neither. <laughs> right. Well, in that, I don't think you could be neither okay. at this point. So in your I'm life. one of them. You're one or both. <laughs> okay. You can't be neither. Impossible. Um, there's an element of small business or business in general, and, and you get to a point where you realize that the knowledge and the insights can make you go far faster often. I mean, money can make you go fast, but in different hey. directions. You can't say the same thing about insight. So, okay. you know, obviously, maybe in the history of business, Steve Jobs had the most insights. Mm-hmm. Or he just built whatever the hell he wanted, and he made people want it. Mm-hmm. Either way is accurate. So... I, I, it's hard to judge an insight at the time you have to make a decision. And the way it works in Silicon Valley is we throw a lot of insights up against the wall. Some of them stick. We go up to those that stuck and we paint a bullseye around them and we say, Nailed it. We hit the bullseye. Nailed it. You can always hit the bullseye if you paint the bullseye afterwards. I guarantee you. That I know for sure. And so... I've been at this game in some sense from Apple in 1984 to Canva in 2019 right now, right? And I would say in that time span of, what is that? That's 19 plus 16 is 35 years. Uh, In that 35 years, I've really sort of struck lightning twice, Apple and Canva. So the, (laughs) the middle part, what the hell was I doing? And every time I squeezed the trigger, I thought I... Going to kill it. Going to kill yeah. it, right. So I've been wrong more than right. Um, but still, 
if you could say, okay, your career was based on Apple and Canva, that's not such a bad thing. I can declare victory with that. Yeah. And so Especially because Canva's at the end. Yeah. So a lot <laughs> of it is, well, this is called Guy's Golden Touch. Do it. So Guy's Golden Touch is not that whatever I touch turns to gold. Guy's Golden Touch is whatever's gold guy touches. Much so, more controllable. Well, it's a lot easier to evangelize gold than shit. So, <laughs> so, yeah, the lesson, I don't know what the lesson is. The lesson is touch gold. Well, duh, you know, how do you know it's gold when you're touching it? Well, that's you where don't. the experience, well, that's where the experience uh, comes in and you do. Yeah, but I, listen, at any, I, I squeeze the trigger a lot. At any, any given point, I thought I was experienced and knew what I was doing. It's never that I was thinking, oh, this is a bad what. decision. Let's yeah, go do this. Exactly. You're uh, like, that, this is the bullseye. Right. Never did I ever think, oh God, you're a dumbass. So clearly I was a dumbass. So, uh, one conclusion I've reached is it's better to be lucky than smart. Mm-hmm. If you had a choice, God said to you, you can be lucky or smart, guy. Lucky. Yeah. Can't control the lucky. Lucky. Well, you good. honestly can't control the smart. Yeah, yeah, well, you can control the hunt, though, like the hustle and the that, pursuit of the education, yeah, well, I, getting around other people. I would say the flip side of lucky is working hard. Yeah, the harder I work, right? the luckier so, I get is really true. Yeah. It's yeah. really true. Next five years. What what a success! What will you say in five years from now? And like not like oh well, I touch something else that's gold. Give me no, give me no, a real no, answer. Like um, five years from now, what? things are great. Why are they great? I'm surfing every day, every day. How often do you surf now? Almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I listen. Um, my youngest is fourteen, so you know, I just want to surf and be with my family. Really. And I'm starting a podcast, believe it or not. I may be the last person on the earth to start a podcast, not at all. but I'm starting a podcast. What's it called? It's called Guy Kawasaki's Remarkable People. And so I'm going to interview remarkable people. The first podcast, which will come out in, when does this come out? Two weeks. Well, perfect timing. So the first podcast will be roughly November 6th. And the first interview is Jane Goodall. Amazing. So... You know, when I say I got remarkable people, I don't mean like some butthead who invented Tinder for old people. I mean, I have remarkable people. So I have in the can right now, I have Jane Goodall, Steve Wolfram, the physicist, Mathematica. You're going all the way. Yeah. I have Martha Stewart. I have Phil Zimbardo, Stanford Prison Experiment. Um, I have Wee Man from Jackass the Movie. Oh, dude, that guy's a <laughs> oh. funny guy. Yeah. I have broad spectrum. Talk about, so- I was going to say, well, the, in the room at the same time? I'm just no, kidding. No, no. So the, the test for this podcast is that they're remarkable, not necessarily that they're famous. Yep. So tell all your listeners, remarkable people. I will. That's Guy Kawasaki's remarkable people. Launching November 6th. November 6th. We're going to link it up. I and so. I'm really looking forward I mean. to it because you rarely meet someone like you <laughs> who is getting into podcasting. <laughs> For like a personal reason. As opposed to building my brand? It is building your brand. I'm you not, just don't want to admit uh, listen, it. Listen, I, I am no longer in the position of um, sowing. Mm-hmm. I'm reaping. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a good place to be. Well, thank you so much for You're giving welcome. us some of your time today. Welcome, and I, may it come back to you tenfold. I, yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that, but thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And may you... Uh, May you dent the universe. I'm going to try. All right. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so there you have it. What do you think? Is it what you expected? Was it not what you expected? I have to admit, the interview wasn't what I expected in a good way. Um, 
That's a real person right there. And I think it goes to show you, and I think it gave me a little hope that like real regular people, when you believe in something, you keep plotting on, you keep exploring the next chapter and the next avenue and work out your thoughts by doing, not just by, you know, uh, philosophizing, philosoph, philo- <laughs> what is that word? Philosophy. I think- oh boy. I don't know what it is, but just thinking about and kind of waxing philosophical, like, oh, we could do these, or you know what you should do is this, but a person that actually went out there and did it, and when you go out and you actually do it, it's funny how you learn more and you do it better the next time. You have more insights and more success. So um, I hope it was fun getting to share that little or getting to be a part of that little interview and that the little moment there with Guy Kawasaki. I hope you follow him and his podcast. If you're listening to this today at launch, his podcast launches tomorrow. So if you're listening to this the day it's released, let me check my dates to make sure I have it right. Yes, his podcast is launching on November 6th. So please go to iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, check out Remarkable People by Guy Kawasaki. I can't wait to listen to it myself. And I hope you'll show him a little love. Hit him up on Instagram, Twitter, at Guy Kawasaki. Tell him you heard him here. Um, Just, you know, I like to bring people value. And if you tell him you heard him on this podcast, I feel like I was also able to bring Guy a little value. So that's it for this week. That's it for episode 90. Um, I hope you have an amazing week. I hope this somehow inspired you, got you thinking outside the box a little bit so that you can do what it is that you're doing better and more uh, with more innovation wearing my special innovation is a choice shirt today and that you can keep moving forward doing that. Speaking of innovation, I mentioned this in the beginning of the show, but I'm excited to be launching our very first ever digital workshop. And I wanted to make something that was much more accessible to a whole lot more people. So we made this with not only like owners and executives in mind, but also marketing managers who need to get their ideas approved and need to really get people unified around a brand first strategy. Also made it for small business owners and sole proprietors who spend a lot of their time working in their business. My hope is that this brand development course will help them work a little bit on their business so that they can make it scalable, hire better people and Just because you have a small brand doesn't mean you can't feel like a big brand. And finally, for those individuals that are just on the hunt, personal brands, individual podcasters, this course will help you define what you're about, connect better with the, um, connect better with the audience that you want to connect with so that you can actually begin to have a relationship. And hopefully, you know, if you're in this for business that you can actually monetize. So, um, if I've brought you any value ever, over the podcast history, the content I put out, it would mean the world to me if you check it out and uh, sign up to be first to know. So until then, see you next week. Yeah.